Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone Lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, start them young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS, save some money, and gear up now. Hey guys, Bobby Roast Beef here with another episode of Jigs and Bigs. Wow, I gotta tell you, I mean, I, I'm really, really genuinely floored with uh, how amazing this entire journey has been. And just it's the last, what are we, episode 10 we're at now? So the last 10 weeks of putting this out and the amount of growth this podcast has, has, has gotten, let's stop and just uh, give you guys a round of applause. Because I gotta be honest with you, it's 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 on you. It's all on you guys for for making this so freaking amazing. Like truly, truly, truly amazing. Uh, let's talk for a little bit about what we have going on uh, in today's episode. So for today, uh, I've got an update, obviously, on our Chronic Trips virtual elevated fishing tour. We also have uh, a conversation with Damian McCartney over at Stretching Lines Anglers Gear. Uh, Stretching Lines is a company that makes apparel. They also make soft plastic baits. They also make crank baits. They have spinner baits, jigs, chatter baits. They're a great local source if you're in the East Coast. They're right uh, our neighbors to the south in, in Connecticut making great stuff. Uh, Damien is a great guy. He's a uh, first responder. He's a firefighter. Uh, general, Just all around, all around good guy. He actually before we even had scheduled this, he dropped off a little uh, care package from stretch line, Stretching Lines with uh, uh, some of the baits that they make, some of the soft plastics. I gotta tell you, they're really, really, really fantastic. In fact, our conversation, we talk about a couple of really, really unique specialty baits that are pretty mind blowing. And and actually, I want to I'm going to check with him and make sure it's okay that I share some of the images here on my Instagram because uh, I mean some of these things are really, really unique. I had a great experience where I had uh, used one of his trailers on one of my jigs, and I caught a nice little smallie the other day when uh, when I was out fishing with uh, with uh, Tim Jacks. Had a great time. It was awesome. It's a great conversation. Stick around. You're definitely going to love it. One thing I do want to mention, guys, also a uh, big thank you and a huge shout out to everybody who has gone in uh, and bought merch from the, uh, the, the store on Bonfire. Now, I'm currently using Bonfire to sell the official merch uh, simply so that I don't have to carry the inventory for it. So the way it runs is it runs kind of in campaigns. And I may have said it a little bit too long because I set it for about a three-week window and then everything will print and then get sent out. So everybody who made their orders, you're going to get your stuff, absolutely. But there's still two weeks left, A little, actually a little less than two weeks right now. Uh, so go ahead and get your orders and then you'll get them as soon as possible. They've got to, I've got two different shirt designs up there now, uh, one with the new logo 
logo, which looks amazing. And uh, another one that I call the Blackheart Collection, and that's basically, it's real simple. It's just white print on a black shirt, but uh, it's a little bit more fine-lined, a little bit more uh, artist, artistic-inspired, we'll say. Uh, it, it, it's pretty cool, but, I mean, you guys have, have been uh, been buying the stuff and uh, way, way faster than I had ever expected. So a big shout-out and thank you to you. I have uh, I actually gotten some requests, and people ask me to do some hats. Uh, Bonfire doesn't currently do any hats. They're actually really limited with the products that they sell. So I'm, I'm working on two things, one specifically hats. Um, hats may actually be a uh, an exclusive to when I start doing some events. That's one of the things that I'm playing with. So, you know, we'll organize a meetup or a tournament, and you sign up, you get your ticket, and when you check in, you get your free hat, something like that. So I'm kind of leaning toward doing that as far as getting those out there in big numbers um, because I have one company that I really, really like to work to, to I'd like to work with, but they don't drop ship their stuff. So we'll see about that. The other thing is performance gear. I've had a lot of people ask me for performance gear. And when I say performance gear, what is it that I'm talking about? I'm talking about lightweight, like long sleeve shirts and hoodies uh, that are quick dry and even treated with SPF. So that way they'll protect your skin from the UV, UV rays that are out there while you're out there on the water trying to do your thing. So you got to keep the skin protected. You know what I'm saying? These are really good to keep you cool too, because you know, you'll sweat or you'll get, you know, water. If you're out in the kayak, you're definitely going to get a little bit, uh, a little bit damp to say the least. Uh, you'll dry off really quickly, but that process cools you down too. So if you're out there in the sun and you're just beating, uh, you know, you're just trying to basically, you know, uh, get as much cover as you can, at least this will help you when you're in direct sunlight to, to keep you dry and keep you cool at, as cool as possible. It's very, very cool. So I've got a company there that I'm kind of inspecting to see if they're, if that's going to line up. I've got, I've got a lot of, uh, irons in the fire, so to speak. But uh, before we actually go any further, I do want to go and just say a major thank you to everybody who has listened to the show. And I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I have, uh, I mentioned early on in in episode one that uh, this is not the first podcast that I've done, but by far, this is the most, uh, well, it it is by far, I will say, the the fastest pickup uh, in building audience uh, for this long form content that I have ever, ever, ever experienced. And uh, this doesn't just go to the local area. I love where I come from. I love Western Massachusetts, and I love New England. I'm going to be a New Englander for the rest of my life. I really, truly, truly enjoy it. But I will say this, that we have reached people from all over the country, reached people from down south, reached people from the West Coast, which is great. But we've also got listeners in Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, France, and Germany that tune in to listen to this on a regular basis and it blows my mind that you guys are out there. And what actually even blows my mind even more is that this project, this podcast... This is the most response and back and forth I've had with listeners for any of this. So the emails, the DMs, whether you found me on Fishbrain or you have connected with me on Instagram, thank you so much for that. Like this, it it really is, especially right now with the whole COVID shutdown and 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 you know, just this has been a roller coaster ride for me. So this has been something that I really enjoy, and I can't thank you guys enough for that. It's really kind of given me some motivation to kind of keep growing and pushing. Speaking of motivation, working on 
on a website right now so we can sort of have a, a landing space to put everything. Uh, so if there's information that you want about the podcast, if you want links to different merch or specialty items, things like that, all right in there. And also, uh, I'm hoping that I can organize a little bit of a show schedule for production. So that way, if somebody wants to submit uh, information that uh, to be a guest and share their fishing stories, they can do that. Uh, some upcoming guests I have, I have Jeremy Andrews, who uh, represents any Bassin. What what they basically do is they have uh, kayak and small boat tournaments all over the place, and he hit me up via Facebook. I'm thinking that if I can put a request form right in the, the website, might actually even kind of uh, uh, streamline some th- stuff, and then I can, can post what the upcoming guests will be, and also what I've got available. So there's a lot of stuff that's 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 coming along the way. Uh, I'm really, really thankful and, and humbled, really, to be perfectly honest with you guys with just how this has has turned out, and it's it's really been fantastic. Let's talk fishing for this week. Has not been uh, necessarily an, an amazing week for for your old boy here, Bobby Roast Beef. I did get out um, this last week. Well, no, I say an amazing week. I, I, I didn't catch any 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 major fish. There were no donkeys to be had, but experience wise, it was amazing. So let's take a look back at like what's been going on. So uh, I would say probably one of the coolest things that. Uh, yeah, probably one of the absolute coolest things that I had uh, had happened this week was that I went to go and uh, and fish with a good buddy of mine, uh, Brian Smuda. Brian Smuda is uh, he's a guy in the outdoors industry, in uh, more in the ski and snowboard world than anything else. He he has a company called Season Pass Sales, and uh, you can get your season passes for a lot of your your mountains like uh, Mount Snow and 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 some of these larger groups from him, and uh, and save yourself some money, get a decent package, get multi multi. Uh, mountain passes and things like that, but he's really into the outdoors. He really, really is. And this time of year, especially, he gets pretty bored. He really does because like there's no snow, and you know that's what he's looking forward to. So he's getting kind of ramped up for that. He does like to kayak. He does like to bike, and uh, and and you know on occasion he's posted pics where he's gone fishing over by the river and you know catch some small panfish or something. But uh, I decided, nope, we're going out. And we're going to get you on some bass, and that is exactly what we did. Now Brian is. Is a pretty tech savvy guy. He's also got a very good business mind. So he saw this as a great opportunity to put some content together. And what he brought out was this uh, a camera from, uh, it's called the Insta360 camera. And basically, this camera records 360 degrees around it uh, at all times. And when you edit the footage, you can actually adjust the angle of where you're focusing on so that it will, it will target a, a certain person in the frame. So if somebody's walking by you, you can have that pan right over to follow them or turn around to get the reaction of somebody who's maybe wearing the camera. It's really kind of amazing. But what we ended up doing was uh, just just kind of having a good time. Catch. We, we, we did have, we did have uh, what, two, three... Two or three catches between us, which is pretty good. And uh, he got on his first bass. We captured that moment on camera on this uh, this Insta 360, and the look on his face was just absolutely amazing. But there were some memes that came out of it, uh, as well as uh, I mean, it's just it's really really fantastic. So if you've been on my Facebook page, uh, now nah, what am I saying? Uh, well, there too, actually, we've been sharing that stuff there as well. But if you've mainly been on Instagram, I posted them on Instagram TV. Uh, so if you go to my profile, you can look over there and see them. And I started a, a a, a channel on Instagram TV that I'm calling the series is called uh, Fishing with First Timers. And uh, so as I get together with, you know, people that are just in my life that don't 
bass fish either with uh, artificial lures. They just they they don't necessarily do things the way that I do per se. And I'm introducing this uh, them to something that's a little bit new. I'm going to utilize that as a platform to put those for the time being. It was really, really great to get out there on the water with Brian. And uh, we had, you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a crazy funny guy. He's such a cool guy. And uh, we always have a, a real, real good time. Uh, before I get into our results for the Chronic Trips Virtual Fishing Tournament, I do want to mention, guys, that uh, our, uh, our good friend Stretching Lines, you can check out some of the stuff that they make for baits over at stretchinglines.com. Uh, we'll get to Damien in just a bit let's talk about that tournament though what are things what's happening right now in the tournament of the chronic trips uh elevated virtual fishing tournament well there was uh my phone's been blowing up this morning uh, I, i'm recording this a little bit earlier than maybe i should but i have a lot to do this week and i just need to kind of get to it but uh We've had an upset in uh, in the in the in the chain pickerel. I know that. I got some uh, alerts for that. So let's go over our our uh, individual categories here right now and let you know what the uh, the standings look like for for catches that have come in. So in uh, the first stringer list that we have is catfish right here. Nothing has changed from last week. We've got Brock Jenkins coming in in fourth with an eleven point five inch, twelve point five inch there for Joey Merck. Uh, good looking picks too on some of these. I like to go and check these out to see these fish. We've got a 12, uh, 12 point 70, 75, uh, 12 and three quarter inch mark for Mark who are junior in second place. And Sean, the fisherman, Sean Dominic, 14 and a half inches. Now that's for catfish. So we'll go over to crappie. We've only got four entries there as well. We've got uh, fourth place for Sean, the fisherman, eight and three quarter inches. We've got 10 inches on the nose for Joey, Joey Merck in uh, third place. Second place. We've got Mark who junior with an 11 and three quarter inch uh, crappie. We've got Devin McDaniel. Uh, Devin, I think, started in week one with this first place, and he's got he hasn't moved since. It's twelve inch crappie right there. Now Stringer of Haddock. We've only got one entry right now for Haddock, and I think I I, I want to say this was a, a relatively new one for this last week. Brock Jenkins, nineteen inch Haddock, first one and only one on there. We have ten entries right now for largemouth bass. Let's do it. Tenth place goes to thirteen and a quarter. Laura Huard. We got. Yours truly, Bobby Roast Beef, 14 inch. We've got Devin McDaniel at 14 and three quarter inch. Seventh place belongs to Joey Merck at 15 inches. Nelson DaCosta at 16 inches, holding down sixth place. Jesse Clark jumped in. Uh, he's one of the later add ons that, that had joined in with us. We got uh, 16 and a half inches for fifth place right there. Fourth place, Mark Huard Jr. with 17 inches. 18 for Jeremy Andrews in third place. We got, and, and that Jeremy Andrews, that's the Jeremy Andrews you'll hear from next week's podcast. We got second place, Dennis Triantafilopoulos, 18-inch largemouth bass, and Sean the Fisherman in first right now at 18 and a half inches. Not too bad. We go to Northern Pike, a blank board still for Northern Pike. Next up, we got Perch. Oh, this is interesting. We got Mark Huar Jr. I, was it a top three last week? I, I, I'm not sure if this had had changed, but we've got Mark Huar Jr. with a uh, 10-inch perch in third place. We have uh, Joey Merck at a 10.5-inch and, and then an 11.5-inch perch for Sean the Fisherman. We go over to Chain Pickroll. Let's 
talk about this. Okay, uh, Mark Huar Jr. in fifth with an 18 and a quarter inch chain pickerel. We've got Joey Merck with a 20 inch pickerel. We've got third place belongs to Nelson DaCosta at 20 and a quarter, 21 inch for Dennis Triantafilopoulos. Uh, we've got first place right now, and this is the one that came in this morning. Uh, it says. 25.5 inches for Sean the Fisherman for Chain Pickerel. This was the second notification that I got because I think there was a 23 and a quarter or 23 and a half, something like that. And then he just beat that with 25 and a half. And it's a tank. If you look at these pictures, it is a tank. Huge. He estimated that it probably was uh, going about six pounds. Uh, that's a good size fish. Still only one smallmouth entered. Uh, Devin McDaniels got that down on lock. 13 and three quarter inches. Although with that said, Devin, and I don't want to talk too much smack here, but I'm actually getting together soon with uh, my guest in today's show, Damien. We're going to go and get on some smallies and I'm not going to forget the board, Devin. I'm not going to forget the board this time. I am going to get on that smallmouth. <laughs> I'm going to get on that first place smallmouth spot if it kills me. It's just it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. We got striped bass here, a few entries. We've got 19 and three quarters there for Mark Huard Jr. We got Laura Huard at 22 and a half in second place. And at 25 inches in stripers, we got uh, Brock Jenkins. Nice job, Brock. Sunfish. One verified sunfish now. Devin McDaniel with 18 and a quarter inch sunfish. Good looking bluegill. Nice job. Let's take a look at what we have for trout. Trout's been interesting. We got Brock Jenkins in here with 12 and a quarter inches, holding down fifth place. Sean the Fisherman at 12 and a half. Nelson DaCosta comes in at 14 and a half. We go 20.5 from Mark Huard Jr. in uh, second place. And uh, Laura Huard at 22 and a half. Nice job. Nice little bit of, uh, of, of lead there, too, for Laura. She's, she's got a little bit of wiggle room. I would say it's probably just enough. It's two-inch difference, just enough to kind of get cocky. And uh, they're husband and wife, so that, like like I mentioned before, that's got to be fairly interesting. Uh, we have one cod on deck. One cod. Aaron Coleman, 24.5 inches. One cod that's in there. We've got is there one entry for mackerel, a 14-incher uh, for Brock Jenkins. Next up, we've got tuna. Nobody on the board for tuna. Again, still looking to put together a charter to try and crush this thing. Now... This is where things get interesting. Uh, we have the stringer of five any other fish. Now, this is its own sort of... So, well, there's there's basically winners for, like, best overall stringer. Well, the individual lengths from each species will be added up. So it, it definitely plays in your favor to catch as many species as possible. Absolutely. And then you've got uh, the largest overall fish. And then you've also got this category, which is a stringer of any, any five fish. So basically, anything that's not going to be entered in those individual species, you can drop in here and create a five-fish stringer to win on its own. Uh, there are seven entries right now that are in here. One of them is unverified right now, but I think the only reason why it is unverified is that it is just brand new. It just came in today and has not been checked off by our officials. So those should come through, and they're doozies. They are, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're both chain pickerels. 
both of them? Yeah, both of them. <laughs> it's been a good day. So let's talk about the stringer of any five. And again, this is any species of fish. Absolutely. Someone did try to enter a tire, I think. I think they hooked a tire and tried to enter that. Uh, that was disqualified. It was DQ'd with the quickness. Let's take a look. We got uh, Devin McDaniel in seventh place right now. 21 and a quarter inches uh, total for that stringer of five. We got Brock Jenkins at 22 in- inches entered for uh, sixth place right there. 76 and a quarter inches for Nelson DaCosta holding down fifth place. We got Mark Huar Jr. 86 and a half currently. We got 91 and a quarter for third place Joey Merkt. We've got second place Sean the Fisherman at 102 and a quarter. It's unverified right now, but again, I, I, I've, I've seen the pictures myself. I don't believe that they're not going to be accepted, so that's probably going to stay right in there. And our first place, oh, Aaron Coleman, 105 and a half inches. And uh, one of those puppies is a nice 43-inch shark that he caught. So that's interesting. I'll tell you what, uh, it, it's, this has been a lot of fun. It's been a real learning experience for me. I've never done a tournament before, and I, I, I really do kind of enjoy the, uh, the, the, the rush of competitive nature that there is. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it kind of plays into... I'm a trivia host uh, and, a, and a game show host by trade. That's what I do. And I kind of uh, I, I, I enjoy seeing people compete for stupid prizes in bars and restaurants. This is almost even more right up my alley, uh, competing and uh, and doing it lo- as, with a long game, having it be a month long. That's, that's pretty fantastic. Really good. So a lot of fun. I know you guys are having a great time. If you're interested in getting in, we're only halfway through the month right now. You still got two weeks that you can compete and win. All that matters is what you catch. You've only lost a couple of weeks, you know, in there. You could kill it in this next two. If you're if you're interested in doing so, you can go to tr- chronictrips.com, get more information, the whole breakdown over there. You can also just download the Fish Donkey app. When you do that, search Chronic Trips. You'll see their logo pop up with the information about this event happening right now, and you can join right there. I think the entry is $20. Uh, it's well worth it. There is a cash prize for our uh, our, our, our big winners, as well as various other prizes laid without. This is a great tournament for somebody who has never entered a tournament before. Now, with all that said, there are some uh, pretty specific rules. You need to have a, a measuring board, uh, a, a traditional bump board, and not a tape, not something that could be uh, bent or anything like that. So like a metal or a plastic board that doesn't fold up, uh, something like that that is clear, easy to read. You got to have at least quarter inch marking. Uh, so that we can get accurate readings of, of accurate measurements, I should say. So get your hands on one of those if you don't have one. You can pre- pretty much pick them up almost anywhere. You can. I got mine from Amazon. Uh, and actually, Fish Donkey has them available. I think they're like $14. You can get them from Fish Donkey. They'll ship one right out to you, and uh, you'll be good to go. And I, I think I think if you've, if you've never done this before, you should give it a shot. Try it out. It'll take your fishing to a whole other level where you know there's a little bit more kind of like riding on it, and you and, and, and you can build strategy, so to speak. I know I've not thought about fishing in this sense ever before this, where I've been like, no, I need, I need these bodies of water that I'm going to aren't going to produce, um, at least that I believe the caliber of fish I need in order to take a win. So I start thinking about other bodies of water and where I am, and also my methods for fishing. It's it's pretty pretty interesting, guys. We are going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Sean the fisherman. And then we've got Damian McCartney from Stretching Lines. Check out stretchinglines.com. It's going to be a good one. We'll see you in a bit. 
Sean. 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 Hey, this is Sean the Fisherman with my weekly fishing-related story. So uh, this one's kind of dark, ladies and ladies and gents that are out there. But um, we all know as, as fishermen, we're out there. We see some things on the land we may not want to see. I'm going to share one story with a local pond. Uh, me and two friends were out fishing in the fall. And uh, I, had, I had split away from my buddies. And my two buddies came back to me with a story that they had to call the cops. Because right there on the shore, they watched a whole domestic assault guy beating his wife. We don't want to see that. I mean, the behavior is unexcusable in any way, shape, or form. Um, just don't do it. Thanks. I'm Sean the Fisherman. And now for our feature presentation. Hey guys, Bobby Roast Beef here, and I am here with Damian McCartney, who is from Stretching Lines. What's Stretching Lines? Well, they're where you gotta be, stretchinglines.com, to uh, check out all the gear that they've got for you. I mean, uh, like everything. They, they, they've they got your tackle needs, they've got apparel, they've got kind of all together, and uh, there are neighbors to the south, they're just in northern Connecticut. Damian, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. We, uh, we've been, we're about to have some weather up here. And uh, I want to try to get out beforehand, tuck back in, and then fish post storm. So we'll see what happens. Oh, there you go. That's the yeah, idea. That'd be good. That's the idea. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I'm bringing out a, a, a friend of mine who's who's from your neck of the woods. You may have seen his uh, Subaru decked out, uh, Brian Smuda. He's the uh, season pass sales guy. You've probably seen him around. I don't think he's ever fished with like uh, a focused angler before. And uh, he's he's more of like a, a ski bum kind of guy. Like hangs out at the resorts, does that whole thing. And yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna he's gonna learn today. <laughs> <laughs> right. He is gonna learn today, absolutely. So you guys going anywhere? Uh, we'll see. I want to kind of keep it easy access. I don't want to run them too much through the ringer. Plus, if we uh, if we get any kind of significant weather, I want to be able to get back and out of there quick. So we'll see what happens. They're talking thunderstorms. Like there's going to be a little pocket around 11, uh, like around. Yeah, I think 11 to one where it shouldn't be too bad. And then I think about uh, about about one thirty two o'clock. All hell is going to break loose. So we'll oh, see yeah, what happens. Nah craziness so damien tell me a little about so what i want to do is i want to do two things actually i want to kind of get the origin of you as an angler and get to know a little bit about you specifically and then i want to know more about stretching lines afterwards so let's go ahead tell me your story how did you develop your passion for fishing where did that all come from um where did you kind of get your your education and everything and and how did you kind of like grow to become a, a more more serious angler to the point where you wanted to get into the industry on on a level as far as making products and putting things out there with your name on them so it's a bit of an interesting situation actually so i grew up in south florida i was on the east coast just next to um lake okeechobee okay funny thing is my fishing experience in florida was extremely minimal you know my father would my father did a little bit of everything like it was kind of one of those things like oh yeah we're this weekend we're gonna go out to the jetty or we're gonna go you know we're going camping or something like that and there was it was very, very minimal. So there was never a real target. It was just, hey, we're going out. This is what we're doing. 
Yeah, um, kind of like whatever bites sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I was always like, yeah, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. My brother was bigger into it than I was. So, I, you know, as a kid, I did it very minimal. And then, let's see, I moved up here in 2001 or 2002 um, after my parents had split. Yep. And I moved up with my dad and then bounced around a little bit and never really, never thought about it. Never really wanted to do it. My my stepmom and my father, they both fly fish now. They live in North Adams. Oh, okay. So they're on the deer field all the time. Yep. They kayak, fly fish, you know, they they go regular, you know, bass fishing, this, that, and the other thing. And I, when I met my my wife now, her parents live on a pond. So down, down in Griswold, Connecticut, which is out east, um, I say down because we head right down 91 to Route 2 and straight oh, yeah. down towards towards Rhode Island line. Mm-hmm. My wife's cousin bought my oldest a fishing pole for Easter one year. And we were like, oh, yeah, why not? You know, went and got a license, went to Dick's and got like, I don't know, she got some cheap pole and I got a lose American hero, you yep. know, uh, spinning reel. And it just like we started like doing a little bit more, buying lucky tackle boxes, you know, yep. um, this, that, and the other thing. And this was only three years ago, I would say. So we started getting more and more into it. And then all of a sudden, like, it just, just it, it's a passion. You know, I started getting into it more. I started talking to people. I met people out on the pond, you know, and it just grew from there. And I honestly, like now it's, you know, I'm watching every video I possibly can just talking with everybody, different bait makers, you know, guys that have different ideas, this, that, and the other thing. And, and it's, it's growing. And I see in this lifestyle, I guess you could say, yeah, there's, a, there's different versions. There's different groups of people, right? Yep. So you got like a lot of the guys that are like, like the underground guys that like, you know, that don't care about the tournaments. They just, you know, it, it's more about videos. It's more about, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. You got the tournament guys that are like, oh, you know, they do their local tournaments. That's all they do. That's all they care about. You know, you got the bigger guys that are trying to grow. Um, you know, so it's, it's a diverse, oh, diverse yeah. lifestyle. So you yep. can, you can choose, you know, what do you want to do? Depends on how much money you want to put into it. <laughs> you know, I, I heard your podcast with, uh, Andrea, um, which my wife follows, yep. she follows quite a bit. Um, and you know, about the boat thing. Oh yeah. yeah. I was in the same spot as you. Yeah. And it started out with a kayak, went to a canoe with two coolers on the side with a platform. Yep. Oh really? And then. I got a free fiberglass boat and trailer from a guy in Summers. Yep. I thought it was big enough to fit in the back of a truck, but it ended up being a 14-foot fiberglass boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's not going to fit in the back of a truck. No, it's not. And I went and picked it up. I didn't. It was dark. I couldn't see it. You know, it, it's needless to say the boat is kind of junk. So I, I actually pulled everything out of it because he put floors in it. Yeah. They put spray foam underneath it. It's crazy. Oh, man. Um, you have to cut yeah. it all away? I took everything out yeah. of it. It's completely gutted now. Um, I'm actually going to get rid of it because I bought another boat. Um, I went and spent 200 bucks on a 10-foot uh, aluminum. Yep. Um, I decked it. I put a trolling motor on the front with a pedal. Um, you know, there's a seat on the back for um, my wife or, or uh, the little guys. You know, and that's and and that's kind of uh, that's been my thing. I just brought it home. You know, with everything going on in the world right now, the COVID stuff. Yeah. 
DMVs are closed, so I can't get the trailer registered. Mm-hmm. I could send in for the um, the registration for the boat, but I'm waiting on a couple things for that. Yep. Um, you know, so I'm, I've been working on it. We've been floating it out in um, in the pond next to my in-laws' house. Oh, okay. Um, you know, we've been using it. Um, been having a, 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 it's been a really good season so far. Yeah. Like not as many bites as I would think, but um, they've been they've been bigger fish. So, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what's going on now with us. Um, you know, we it's a family thing. We try to make it a family thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I, do, I do a lot of stuff by myself. Yep. Um, you know, when we go down to her parents' house, which is pretty often, um, that's kind of like our home away from home. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they actually watch the little guy, the little one, fairly often when I'm working and my wife's working. And yep. uh, we just go down there and help, which you hear the little guy, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. In the background. It's all good, man. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. Mine are much older now, but yeah, I've been there before. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, I, I, I run daddy daycare right now. Yep. Um, and then uh, I help with the older one schooling, which is this is the last week. Yeah. I have <laughs> so, feeling is mutual. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I I, I see, you know, I guess I see it from different points. Like, you know, I learn, I, I learn every day with something, with this stuff. Like, For sure. you know, there are so many different ways people do things. There's so many little things, quirks next to you, you try, you know, like at the beginning of the season, I was all about putting leaders on my braids, all about it. Oh yeah. I took them all off. Why is, yeah. why is that? I just didn't care. I didn't care for oh, it. Okay. Um, it, it didn't, it, it didn't. I, I, I'm thinking about bringing it back on one one rod. Yeah. Um, but I didn't I didn't really care for it. I mean, I, I watched all these videos on it. I watched the tie the knots, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And it's just something that I just didn't feel right about. You know, it's it's not not that it doesn't work or anything like oh, that. Yeah. I just didn't like it, oh, absolutely. You know? Um, I guess it depends on how how you're fishing and what you're fishing for. And yeah. Well, and also it it has a lot to do with the with with the water too. I mean, you know, it's like I I will tie a huge jig straight to braid and if i'm yeah. if i'm pitching it in in cover and i'm not worried about the the line visibility that's what that's one thing the really honestly the only leader i tie right now is on my spinning combo I yep. use I use twenty pound braid with a ten pound fluoro uh, leader on it, and that's that's strictly because it's like I'm doing drop shots with it. I'm doing yep. real finesse applications, and that's, and that's different. And that's the reason, yeah, yeah. That and and that is the one thing I've never drop shot it before. And I, I heard you say that you're really oh, getting into it. I'm kind of a fan. I'm definitely <laughs> kind of. I this um, was the year I made the turn. Yeah, so I'm actually I'm actually thinking about it because we have a couple. So where my in laws live, a couple licks around there. Yep. Um, and couple of them particularly are fairly deep so you know i want to i wanted to really try that you know and i got a couple new molds for our bait stuff yep that would really help with that oh for sure um you know that's more they're more drop shot style baits so i'm like oh my all right i'm like if if i do that i will definitely put a leader on for for a drop shot there's no doubt about oh absolutely it it, it helps you know it helps keep things nice and nice and hidden yeah exactly and and it, you know the one thing that um, I was I was I did a little research into it, and I did a little research into the company. So I got pro staff by Coraline Braid or Coraline Company. Oh, okay, um, yeah. So I've been looking at it, and I've been looking at colors. You know, people talk about colors, and and you yeah. know, and this that and the other thing. And I actually bought a spool of white because I wanted to really see. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, the reaction 
and it's actually on my spinning reel and I throw a wacky worm constantly. That's, that's my one go-to. If I'm not catching anything, I'm going to throw a wacky. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 I'm with you, man. A hundred percent. It's, you can see that reaction. Like I, I had an instant, um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I threw my wacky, I skipped it up underneath some brush Yep. and you saw the line on top of the water and it was really waved. And then you saw when he grabbed that and he pulled yeah. that thing straight right out. Yep. And I was like, all right, well, you know, point proven. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know? absolutely man it's funny because like on my on my spinning combo i used to run fluorocarbon uh just just straight fluorocarbon i was using 12 for a while and uh what i would do in the you know the issue there is just it's line twist i wanted to get more better casting i wanted to get you know so i had i think was it i forget how it came to me but i got a, a random spool of 20 pound um low vis green braid i forget what the brand yeah. was i think it was it wasn't an mtb box but it was something like that like a one-off you know like surprise JX? box something like that yeah and and i decided i was like no 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 this is a good opportunity and the only complaint i've got about it is the visibility like switching to yeah. a yellow or a white now i actually yep. i see it it's like you, you yeah. have that it makes so much sense 100%. crazy yeah it's no you're crazy. right there. if you're not if you're not pulling it through the water with a swim or something that goes yeah. deeper fine yep absolutely you know? absolutely so. Let's talk about let's talk about stretching lines. How did now now you said you you went from you know starting this is just basically basically like a, a family pastime for you guys to spend time together, and then you started getting more and more into it and 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 going out on your own. How did this become to the point where you were like, now I'm going to go and and take my own creative investment, my own financial investment, and everything that goes with it to start a bait company? How did that happen? So, so there's actually a story before even stretching line started, before I even started fishing. Um, I started in a, I've always wanted an apparel company since I was a kid. I used to ride BMX. I was like, I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to make apparel. Me and my brother would make cut stickers out of like tape and stuff like that. Um, so back in 2015, I started a apparel company, um, called fourth alarm. We're, it's still kicking around. There's still stuff. I actually do, um, I, I have another business where I make leather products. Oh, so this, this really? is a fire shield. That's yeah. awesome. So I do that as well. And that's actually fourth alarm. Now we started getting into, we started doing apparel for um, like fitness apparel for firefighters. Yep. But the problem with, with companies is you have to have a lot of money to back them. Yep. You know, you can start making money off right off the bat, you know, sure. And, and whatnot, and, but it's going to be very minimal to what you need to do yeah. because you need to get your name out there. You need to have large amounts of money to to grow really grow yeah um you know and so i kind of floated it over once i started fishing like hey i'm gonna start a a apparel company yeah you know i was i I self-taught with adobe illustrator making designs you know doing designs for people this that and the other thing so i started with apparel i had um i had this hat design made which is just as a hooks. Yep. Um, I have another one that's uh, that's actually our, our bass logo, which has been modified numerous times over the past couple of years. Yeah. Which is it's the small mouth with stretching lines inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I had those two designs, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm just gonna continue to go. And I started doing T-shirts. I started asking people if they wanted to be part of the team, the parts part of the pro staff. You know. Yep. And um, I had a couple guys like, hey, are you gonna are you gonna do anything else? Like, 
fates or anything like that. And I'm yeah. like, I, I, I don't know. I, I never really looked into it, never thought about it. So I actually subbed it out. I had a guy from Arkansas. Okay. A couple guys from Arkansas. So yep. I had a guy doing soft plastics for me. I told him what colors I wanted, and that's what we had a rotten watermelon with him was our was our our go to. It was a translucent green on the outside, core shot worm, stick yep. worm, with a red in, inside with black um, flake on the outside. Oh, really? So it's a two, yeah. If you've never seen a core shot worm, yep, they're very very interesting. Huh. Um, it's it's cool. I, I actually I have some. I'll I'll um, I'll, I'll 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 get you some. You yeah, can try it. That I'll, sounds freaking awesome. Order. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's um, it's not your common stick bait, or even our, our little um. I don't know if you got any in that package I gave you the the paddle worms. The or, sorry, not the paddle worms. The uh, paddle baits. The three point five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can make those in court shot as well. Oh really? And that's actually what I was throwing at the beginning of this season was a clear with silver flake with a pumpkin green pumpkin green black flake core and tail. It's cool. It's, it's oh, different. that's that's got to look amazing under the water. Yeah, it, it's very different. It's time consuming. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that's it is. Problem. Yeah. So, so I was like, oh, I was like, you know, I was I had a guy doing those for me. I had a guy making painting crankbaits for me in my own color. Yep. So I started with that, and then I bought. Um, if you're not familiar with it, uh, fishingskirts.com. Uh, they, I've heard of it. I've never shopped uh, there myself. Yeah, they so they make all the stuff for you know, you know jigs, you know any yeah. type of jig you want. They all the fishing skirts for them. Um, they have some signature series from some some like pros yep. that they carry, you know stuff like that. So I got a couple of those. I made those. I handed them out. You know that's the biggest thing about starting a company is to to really get your name out there. You're putting a lot of money in, yeah, you and you're are. not making anything back. No, not at all. And that's why well, when people I've, ask, they say, "Oh, well, you know, these these this this product is priced at such and such. That's crazy." You know, you you end up by the time you're actually selling stuff, you're in a lot of debt. You know, you yeah. really are. You've yeah. given a lot of product out there just to sample, and it, yeah, yeah, that's that's a, a huge it's, weight. It's crazy. Like the apparel stuff was when I before I started doing some of the stuff on my own. You know, you have to buy a minimum of, of something to start. Yeah, and a lot of companies don't. They don't. You know, a lot of companies will be out there and they won't say anything about it. You know, it's just it's it's what they are. You know, it's what it is. Yeah. Um. You know, when you buy apparel from someplace, they have a minimum. So you're looking at your minimum between 12 to 25 is usually what minimums are, depending on the yeah. company. You know, and you have to front all that money. And you sit on a lot of inventory if you don't get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and if, and if, if it's just sitting like there, it, yeah, it's yeah. not doing you any favors. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I've, I've grown over time. I started learning the soft plastic stuff. I started buying some some stuff, some some cheaper molds and whatnot, getting started. Yep. Some basic, you know, molds that people like and people want. Yeah. The 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 five inch stick bait is a huge thing across the board. Yeah. You know, everybody likes that. The one thing that I I've, I've come to find out is people don't people want to buy things that their eye catches. Yes. So we're trying to do is I'm trying to keep things more natural looking. Yep. Um, and that's, that's a huge goal that I have. I'm, I'm playing around with a lot of colors and and whatnot, but stretching lines is like, it's evolved over since 2018 to where I was just doing apparel 
and into I do almost everything now myself. Um, I have a t-shirt press now. The only thing I don't do is I don't do hats because embroidery is just crazy. It, it's that's a whole other. You need to take out another yeah. mortgage, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the soft plastics I'm doing and I'm growing with it. Yep. Uh, we're actually going to start. I'm not going to stop, but I'm going to limit the amount of injection molding that I'm doing. Yep. And we're, we're looking at doing a lot more open pore stuff. That's I super popular right of, now. Yeah. Yeah. It's super popular. And especially in the soft plastics, like there's every day, you know, I'm, I'm on, on Facebook and looking at the different forms for soft plastic. These yeah. guys are people are making it. I, I bought a 3d printer to make my own um, prototypes. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I'm trying, I, I'm having some issues with the 3d printer, so I may just end up dropping some money on a new one. Yeah. Um, that's a little bigger because this one only does certain sizes. That way I can do all my, I can make all my own open pores. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is like, I'm trying to cut the middleman. I'm trying to be unique. I'm trying to do different things. I take a lot of what, my customers and my staff say like, Hey, let's, you know, you should do this or you should do that. Or, you know, we should try this color. We should try that color. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because the biggest thing that's asked, can you just make black baits? Just black. There's not enough of that on the market. Nobody makes just black, baits. just black baits. Yes. Yeah. No flake, I'm nothing white. else. Yeah. No, I, I I'm with you super easy yeah, yeah yeah no yeah um but yeah we're you know we've been growing to to the point to where it, it takes a toll because you know i get all these orders and you know i take care of the boys during the day we try to get some stuff done yep. but it's tough you know um and we get orders and i'm like hey i gotta go downstairs list and she's like oh, okay yeah I'm like, oh, I, I know yeah. The, i know it's like <laughs> i gotta go into the podcast i roll like to where they fall yep. out of her head i i get it oh, man yeah. i totally get yeah. it yeah so i but i mean she has a big part of it we she bought a vinyl cutter so we've been doing a lot of our own stickers that's cool you know, she helps out with what she can. Plus, she's working on stuff that I can do as far as the ladies go, as far as apparel. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. Definitely. I actually met the other part of stretching lines is our jigs and our chatters, our spinner baits. Yep. Which they're not up. Not everything is up on our website because we're we're in the midst of changing a lot of things and doing some different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suck at the website. I am extremely horrible at. Um, taking care of my website. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, that's, I, I'm in the same boat. It's, it's not, um, it's, it's just tough for me to, to do that and do everything else. You know, I try and keep Instagram up, up to date with what's going on, but I have a guy that does our, uh, I have a guy that does our chatters, yep. and our jigs. A good buddy of mine, I, I fish with all the time. He started a new job, so we're, we're, we're evolving our, our chatters. Um, he's changing some stuff up. He's getting some new molds. Um, he's getting some new silicone um, skirts and different setups for it. Yep. Um, we are starting to carry the fire crawl, which is a huge, huge thing this year. Oh, yeah. I just started throwing it last weekend. Ha- have um, you noticed a, a difference? I mean, is it is it, is it worth it? or? Honestly, I didn't get anything on it versus yeah. versus my, my, um, my watermelon green pumpkin chatterbait that I've been throwing that I've been catching everything on. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing, you, you know. know I, I I don't I don't know. Maybe if I'm using it in the wrong 
situations mm-hmm. or or what, but um, it's just it hasn't worked. My other chatterbaits have. Um. You mentioned before how you try to stay unique, and I did have a question about one of your baits specifically. So the five-inch yep. stick bait, do you guys have a, like an air pocket in there or a cavity to keep it the action a little bit different? Because it does. It has a really unique action, and, and it feels like, I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just crazy. <laughs> but there's no, something so- about it. It has a really unique action and a really uh, subtle and slow descent. Yeah, so basically, um, in the process of learning soft plastics, yep. um, there's many, many plastic companies out there Oh yeah, um, that a lot of people deal with. Um, and the one, I just started using this brand. So I used, I used a company, I started out with a company called Bait Plastics, and they make um, a really good medium lens. Um, and that's what I've been using for almost everything up until mm-hmm. maybe through two or three, two months ago, maybe Yep. I started using a company called dead on plastic. It's their medium blend. Um, so it makes, it's actually softer. I noticed. Um, Oh, okay. And I add depending on, depending on what I'm, what I'm pouring. So if I'm pouring the stick baits, I add salt in there for sure. Um, that way they can, they can have that descent. Um, and then there's a heat stabilizer in there that helps. And I also actually, um, put, um, it's called JB's fish sauce. It's a, it's a company. They make, um, products for, um, that's just sent additives to things. Yeah. Yep. So they make it in different versions. They make it like you get, you get it in lip gloss tubes, you get it in gels, you get it in, um, liquids, um, oils. And that's what we use as a warm oil base with that. Um, if you've noticed that scent in most of the bags, yeah. like that, it's almost like a coffee ish garlic kind of scent. Uh-huh. Um, what it is is I use, I use their, um, brand or their, uh, their, uh, black magic, which is a small mix of all of their scents in one, um, that and coffee. It's like the everything bagel. (laughs) It's awesome. That's exactly what it is. The everything bagel for baits. Yeah. That's huge. Um, So I actually put that in while melting the plastic. Um, and it makes the plastic a little softer. Yep. And, um, that's what you get that action from. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, there's different blends. So like if I were to actually go with a worm blend, it would have more action, but then I wouldn't have to add anything to it. Exactly. You know, and this is all, this is all still, I'm still learning a lot of it. And I, I, I talked to, I follow all these guys, these experienced guys, um, on these posts, actually, um, the guy that owns, Dead on plastics owns another company that he makes molds as well. Oh, and he makes okay. Baits. So I, I follow him. I follow, um, there's a guy on YouTube called world's worth fishing. Chris Jones. Oh yeah. Um, he has a, he has a, uh, a bait company called lands limit. Yep. I follow him a lot. He's a dead on guy, like swears up and down by it, you yeah. know? Um, Titan Lures, they they're dead on company, or I'm sorry, it might be Bay Plastics and JB's Fish Sauce. You know, so I, I follow all these guys, all yeah. these different videos, um, you know, to learn and, and make things better. You know, add add things. I have I have so many things up my sleeve I want to do. Yeah, it's just 
the time of day is, is, is tough, you know? It's like, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, you mentioned this, there's this underground scene. I feel like it's like that with, with bait manufacturers, and, and it's kind of that way uh, across the board. You'll have, you know, whether you're a large company or you're like a more small boutique uh, custom company that's doing baits, like especially with the soft plastic game, more more than anything else, it's I compare it to the plastics. It's like a recipe. You know what I mean? If I if I was making food, yeah. let's say I was making like hot sauces, you know, um, the, there's you, there you really can't compare them side by side because there's so many. There could be so many different variations to what's yeah. in there for ingredients. Yep. You know, I looked at um, I kind of looked at how the larger companies work things. And, um, I watched a couple of videos on, on certain things and I'm not gonna, I, I don't, you know, I'm not calling anybody. I'm not saying anything like that. Most of the soft plastic companies, yep. the big ones, yum, um, strike King, whoever, you know, they, all their plastics are manufactured in the same exact building. Yeah, so the recipe is the same thing. It's just, you know. Yeah, m- most of the time, you know. And, but they may change something. They may, you know, you may be, you know, they may say, you know, for instance, like a rage crawl, you know. Well, it's, it's going to be like this much of this ingredient, this much of this ingredient, this much of this ingredient. And then, you know, you're going you're gonna to get like, you know, an- another company, like, for instance, you know, like, you know, like I said, you know, well, their crawl is going to have this much, this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient. So yep. it's not going to be the same, you know? So it, it's one of those things like all companies are different. It's going to be totally personal preference, you know, of everything. So, you know, a guy that uses our, you know, our stick baits may not like them compared to using, you know, a Cinco because yeah. that's, it, it is what it is. You know, it, it's, everybody's different. Everybody adds something different. Some guys, um, some guys will add. Some guys will add floating beads to things. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on what it is, um, more salt, less salt, salt on the outside. You know, it's just it. There's so many. When I started this, and I started looking at the forms and the the pages and realizing how many companies are out there. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Like nobody realizes. There's a lot of little companies that are out there that you know nothing about. Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're a hole in the wall out in Arizona or something like that, you know? You know, I I had uh, just listened to an episode of uh, of a podcast I really like called Tackle Talk. There was I, f- I forget his name, but he's from Jigmasters. He makes custom jigs, and mm-hmm. he, he said something in there that I thought was really interesting, and it made me think about this conversation that we're having right now in, in advance. It's kind of got me my head uh, sort of in this headspace, where he said when it comes to industry, you know. What happens a lot of the time, you know, anytime you have like a, a capitalist market like we've got, you've got companies that'll start up and they'll, they'll start creating whatever it is that they create, and uh, and you end up with a flooded market essentially. And there's you really have two options, and it's like this even in my regular business, I, I I see it all the time where you have the people who are just like we're gonna win by dropping the price. Well, that's just always a fail because you're you're killing, you know, you're, you're not only hurting yourself financially, but like overall as an industry, you're like, nobody, this is pointless. You know what I mean? The thing that, that he had pointed out and I agree, I think it's, it's really important is to set yourself apart 
from everybody, you know, and 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 it, like with uh, specifically with soft plastics and whatever the ratio is of what you're using to create your end product, like can really really separate you. The choice, your colors, your your marketing and your branding, things like that. People associate to all sorts of different things, um, and I feel like in this world there is plenty of room for all of this creativity and all of this production of everything but like you just gotta you know you gotta do you you know yeah yeah and i mean that's the thing like um you know you you got take over the area that you're in you know and depending on how many soft bay companies are out there in that area you know it's like we have a couple of them out of mass yep um like i know redfish is out of mass somewhere yep he does some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they have a couple that I, I like a lot. I've caught, uh, especially at, at drop drop shotting. <laughs> I like their yeah. Z-Slug a whole lot. And I also like their that, cost yeah. for gin trailers. They're, they're, they're a nice compact profile, but, you know. Yeah. And they've been around yeah. for a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I met, I, I, we, we were supposed to do a um, an expo back in March yep. when all this stuff hit. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah, and they ended up canceling yeah. it. Yeah, the one out in um, Taunton. Yep, it was going to be a good one. Like, and there was all kinds, all kinds of uh, companies out there and whatnot. And I mean, the biggest thing with with all these different companies is like, I try to be friendly to everybody. You know, like, yeah, yeah you know, we're, we we all do the same thing, and we're trying to you know win over somebody. But you may do something different than I do. Yep, you know that I don't do. Like, you know, you may not do, for instance. Um, I have a, I have a buddy I talked to. He actually was, he was the second guy I had do soft plastics for me. Yep. And then that's when I ended up cutting out the middleman. But um, Tech Beats out of, um, they're down in Nagasaki. Okay. Um, he he does a lot of custom colors. Um, he does some crazy color stuff, and he does an awesome job with it. Yep. And he does. He only has certain molds, you know. Um, so he'll do like the Neds. He'll do. Um, I think he has like a three or four inch swim bait. He has the crawls. He has the, the stick baits. Um, he has the brush hogs and he has frogs. Yep. But I don't think he wants to expand out any more than that. Yeah. You know, so you're a guy and you want, say you want a, like a crazy creature, you know, or something like that. Yep. And you know, now you look for somebody that does a creature that is something you like. I'm, gonna start offering the um it's the the havoc the pit boss the four inch and the three and a half yeah Yeah, i was just talking about those with uh sean the fisherman i have i have those molds yeah nice Um, the problem is is and i'm actually gonna i'm upgrading to a customized a custom mold of that that style we'll just put it that way gotcha Uh, but i have the same ones right now and I use them personally because it's a one cavity mold, and I only have like three of them. Gotcha. So, like for okay. me to push out production of them, it's it's super tough. Yeah. And they're stone molds, so they don't they're not easy to work with. So I actually met, or I, I shouldn't say I met the guy that runs USA Bold uh, Bug Molds. Okay. Which are these? Which are these stone molds? Is out of East Hampton. What e- East Hampton, Mass? No, Connecticut. Oh. It's down, it's down route too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Um, so I, I reached out to him. I was like, hey, listen, I said, you know, I'm looking to try and maybe get like multiple of these molds because people want these things. I have people what asking because they see them in like sample packs when I I you know, whenever I sample a color, 
I throw it all in a bin and then I make sample packs. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, and then um, like they'll see it and they'll be like, hey, can I get these? And I'm like, I don't really mass produce them. If you want them, I'll charge you extra for them. And, yeah, you know, it'll be I'll a custom job. As I'm doing that color. Yep. Um, but they're, they're such a, it's such a great bait. It, it's a phenomenal bait. Huh. And um, everybody wants it. And I'm like, all right, well, everybody wants it. I got to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? And that's something that, like, somebody else may not have. They may not have that that replica because the, the, the replica or the the – the same style yep. um, you can get from somebody else. Somebody has already recreated it. <clears throat> There's a mold company out there called England AI. They create molds, yeah. uh, custom molds, you know, everything. You're paying a lot of money for these molds. Sure. For a, a one, two cavity mold, you're looking at 200 bucks, 300 bucks. Yeah. Wow. So that's the one thing people don't, don't like people that don't know anything about soft plastics are these molds are expensive. Um, a lot of the little molds I started with, you know, 30, 40 bucks, you know, whatever. But as you go, as you move up, they get more and more expensive. And then the product and then looking at production, how things are done, because you start at certain stages. So like we inject most of our molds now, other than the, obviously the open form mold that I'm, I'm going to, which uh, you, you've seen, I think you've seen all of them. Most of all of them. You got the, the, um, the trailer. Yep. The trailer, trailer one. Did I, did I give you a big five inch swim? Yeah. The big swims. Yeah. Those are, are unbelievable. I got to get, I got to get some swim bait hooks that'll facilitate it. But yeah. Yeah. Cause, and I didn't think about that when I got that mold. I'm like, Oh yeah, this will be fine. I'll be able to, I'll be able to throw like, uh, you know, the biggest, I am staffed by a company called wicked weights. Oh, okay. Um, there it's a tungsten company. They're out in New Jersey, nice. uh, owned, veteran owned and operated. He has, so he names all of his weights off of different military terms. Gotcha. Okay. So, so this, the hook that I use with that is called a wicked willow. And it's a, it's a underspin, a weighted underspin. Yeah. yeah that's like one of my uh, favorite swim bait hooks. Phenomenal. Yep. Phenomenal. But I, the hook was too small and I'm like, oh man, now I gotta, I gotta move up yeah. and, and find some hooks for it. But those those are coming out hot because a lot of people want those. Yeah, swim baits are thing. huge right now. Yeah, it, it's it, it's crazy the like the swim bait scene, like underground swim bait, and you oh, know sure. this at at the beginning of the year, I sponsor a, a somewhat large tournament called Slate Nation. It's a John boat kayak canoe tournament. Um, no big boats and gotcha. no shortfish. Depend unless they have like an online tournament that they're doing through Tourney X. Yep. The live events were John Boat Kayak Canoe. And I sponsor them and a lot of the guys in those conversations are like, Hey dude, they throw the big swim baits, you know, the the section swim baits and yeah. uh, you know, stuff like that. Let's come out with some, why don't you come out with some big stuff? So I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to start looking at bigger swim baits. And that that five-inch swim bait looks a lot bigger than five inches. Yeah, it does. It's, um, yeah. It, and that's something everybody wants or everybody wanted. Um, the other thing is I have on the board right now, I started doing some, like I said, my own mold creating. Yep. And I have some, they wanted a large creature bait, like large creature bait. Is Damn. that uh, there was there in that that sampler that you gave me? There were some monster creature nope. baits. No, <laughs> nope. bigger, bigger than, than that. that? Yeah. Holy crap! 
I have I have a crawl bait that fits in my whole hand. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't I don't know. Like they were like, Oh yeah, yeah, no, let's let's do that. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well so like I said, what I'm doing I, I mess with clay for a little bit and then I, I I started watching the process and I'm like, I don't like this process. Like yeah. you have to create it, you have to cure it, you have to sand it, you have to gloss it, yep. and then you have to pour it. And I'm like, all right, well, that's when I was like, well, I'm going to get the 3D printer. Yeah. And I'm going to start with that. So that's, it's, it's, we have a few things up, up our sleeve that we're working on with that stuff, you know, and it's, it's funny because like people love the big stuff. That's awesome. And, and they ask about it. So I got, I got enough, I'm each, excuse me, each week I'm actually going to um, order another larger swim bait. So that five inch oh, okay. is in the middle. I have a seven inch that I'm working on. That's going to be a, probably next week. And then there's a nine inch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. I, and I mean, I, I have, um, I have a lot of friends that live down in, in Florida yep. um, still that fish, fish a lot of the flats and, you know, um, the rivers and stuff down there, they, you know, huge redfish guys. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, I said, would you use these if, if I made them with a saltwater plastic? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That would be ideal so, for them. Yeah. So I, so I want to try and go across the board and get some more stuff out to those guys too. You know, even like some of the saltwater guys that are up here, try and get some of those because those five inches would work awesome. Oh, awesome. for sure. Out there. <laughs> I can see you know, definitely at the Cape for stripers. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'd crush them. Absolutely crush yeah. them. And I, I actually had a guy, the guy I bought my boat from said, hey, listen, you know, can you make those so that I can fish the Connecticut River with it and go for striper? Yeah, no, that's Why not, not a problem. Yeah, not a problem <laughs> um, at all. You know, we're, we're, we're looking at actually that same mold I want to get in different sizes because yeah. I really love that mold. The action on it, the, you know. The, just the way that thing kicks, like they make a three inch, three inch or a three and a half inch version of that. That's going to take over my ripper mold. So I probably won't be doing the little three and a half inch ripper molds anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll probably just do those. And that company actually is made by Stank Bates, who owns Dead On Plastics as well, and he makes. Oh, okay. And and same with that crawl mold that or that trailer mold that you uh, that you were catching your smallies on the other day. Yeah. He's got some really cool stuff. I have another worm mold coming from them. It's yep. a V-tail, uh, V-tail uh, worm, which mm-hmm. got, it has a face on it, which I was like, that's pretty that's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> that's the way um, to do it. Yeah, different. Different is the biggest thing. And, and like I said, you know, you have to – people, when they want something, you have to take that into consideration. Definitely. Because obviously they can't find it somewhere else. Yeah, there's if there's if there's a need, you know, if you can find a, a niche to kind of fit into, you yep. can open up a whole lot of other, you know, real reliable customer relationship. Yeah. That's that's huge, man. Let's let's shift gears a little bit. I have a couple of like standard questions that I usually go through. I want yep. and, and as and as 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 somebody that's connected to crafting custom baits, I, this question I'm I'm interested to see what you have to uh, what what your two cents are. So and it's probably become one of the most uh, expected questions now that I've had this podcast out for about ten weeks or so. But uh, there's a saying amongst the the uh, fishing community that that tackle companies and manufacturers 
lures actually catch way more suckers than the the lures that they create will will catch actually catch fish. Uh, whether that's true or not, who knows? But what is like in your opinion, in your lifetime, the most ridiculous piece of fishing tackle that became a trend? And also, have you been guilty of using it yourself? Honestly, in my opinion, because I, it never works for me as a spinnerbait. Oh, okay. Okay, really? I, I, I can tell you that I, I've thrown a spinnerbait quite a few times with nothing. Yeah, nothing. I'm in that same boat too. I've, I've never had a – I've had follows on spinners, but uh, the amount of fish that I've caught on something like an underspin versus yep. a spinnerbait is – I mean, it's whatever – it's blanked on the spinnerbait. It, I've never caught a, a, a single thing on a spinnerbait, yep. and we – we make that we have that we make them now we will be selling them yep and people swear by them but yeah. i i don't know if it's just because of the way the time i'm throwing them how i'm throwing them where i'm throwing them i just i never had any luck on them yeah. i had better luck on the underspin and the chatterbaits yeah same i'm in i'm in the same boat i i have way 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 more productive uh sessions if i'm throwing a chatterbait and, or uh, or or an underspin and and the funny thing is is i just started throwing a chatterbait for the first time towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year. Yeah. And that it's, it's a hot commodity right now. Yeah. Everybody wants to throw chatterbaits. Oh, absolutely. I remember the first time I ever saw one, I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. You know, I, what's interesting is I hear a lot of people say, you know, spinnerbait and chatterbait sort of like, I, I've heard like they're almost equal. You can switch them out for one another almost. Yeah. And I feel like in my opinion, I like to swim a chatterbait where I should be throwing a crankbait, but there's too much vegetation for two treble hooks. That's yes. that's sort of like that's like if I'm gonna throw a search bait, like a, a chatterbait's a great search bait for me. An underspin if I'm looking for a little bit more subtle of a presentation, but same idea. Yep. And you know, yeah. I'm not gonna pull in a bunch of salad, you know, every single time. Yeah, and I, I like the personally with the spinnerbait versus the chatterbait, like the chatter, you can actually pop. So you can yep. let it sink and pop it back up and let it sink. The other thing in taking consideration with those is, is how they're designed. I mean, either way, like the spinnerbait, how it's designed, the chatterbait, how it's designed, but that's, that's a story for a different day. No, that's, that's interesting, man. <laughs> that's interesting. I, most people have answered and they either say, so we've had a couple people say the banjo minnow. One person said the um, uh, the flying lure. One person said Bill Dance's dancing eel, um, which I've looked into and it's it's interesting. I had, I mean, there's just there's so many different different options out there. So I kind of yeah. want to throw together a, a package and and have. A, I'm going to be doing uh, the the hope is that I'll be doing an actual fishing game show episode of the podcast, and I want to make the loser is going to get all these random baits like banjo minnows and stuff <laughs> like and that's the idea. So I may have to put in like a couple of just oddball like one. Uh, I have a buddy of mine, Paul. He was in episode two. Swears by that uh, chartreuse one dollar Walmart spinnerbait. Swears by it up and down. And uh, I think I'm gonna have to include a couple of those in that. In that uh, yeah. Hey, Walmart and, has them fairly cheap. Yeah, I, I try. You know, I do. I throw them. Uh, you know, anytime where I'm like, okay, so this these are the conditions where I should be throwing this bait. I just I I haven't connected with one yet but i mean everybody's got those baits that are out there that they just don't have that level of confidence with yeah and you know it's it's given enough time either that will change or or maybe it won't and you'll find another way to catch them that's exactly yeah i think i think when you hit something on something you get way more confident with it for sure you know like 
last year I call my I call it my last year's PB on um, on a flip flipping, you know, and I'm yeah. like this this is and it was in open water. That was the worst part. Really? Like, yeah, I'm like it wasn't close to it was nowhere near close to shore, and I, I'm just I just threw it out there. I was like oh, I'm I'm heading to the boat launch, getting yeah. out of the water. Threw it out there, bang. Yeah, I, I got this. You know, it was like I don't know, two and a half pounds or something like that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and confidence like, is everything. It it a hundred percent is. I fished on Monday when I I used uh, so the smallie I caught earlier. I caught on on like a natural. So I. I do uh, for for my jigs. I use um, I, I buy the parts basically from leadfreejigs.com, and I create them on on yep. my own. And there's a skirt color there that's kind of a a brown and black stripe with a little bit of gold in there as well. It's it's great little natural presentation. And I decided to match it with that that June bug trailer that that you that you, that I gotten from you. Um, so it was kind of yep. like I would say that's like a PB and J kind of combo. Like it's kind of got that sort of vibe. And uh, some of the smallies where we were were still up on beds, and I'm just pitching into this bed, and I hooked this smallie, and it was just absolutely killer. Could not believe it. And then later on in the day, we went over to a different section, and the water was just straight up chocolate milk. Nice. <laughs> Passed out, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, so I went over; it was totally muddy water, and I changed out jigs to a black and blue, and I was just basically pitching along this weed edge in a couple of these spots, and I was getting blown up. And the guy I was fishing with, who is his a, a way more accomplished—I mean, infinitely more accomplished angler than I am—was just like, I can't believe the level of confidence you have with that lure. Like, I cannot believe he's like, he's like, I'm going to try it. Oh, I got a black and blue one on. We're going to give it a go. He's like, I'm going to throw a Cinco and watch. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to nail one. And he, he didn't, but the odds are, I was like, it is, it's, it's a hundred percent confidence. Like I can pitch That's this thing honestly, and just know, like, you know, and it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Like I, my, I, just to switch it real quick. Yep. How many rods do you actually have or carry with you when you go? I have uh, I have four, and I carry okay. I carry all four, and they all do, um, with the exception of two of them, uh, they pretty much do like very very different things. Yeah. So so yep. It's funny because like when when we got into it, I started doing a lot more my own research and whatnot. Yep. My wife's like, why do you have so many of them? So I'm you know it's always a battle like you know yeah. Everybody asks, like my nephew asks, you know, my, my oldest asks, why do you have so many of them? And I go, listen, I said, do you question a golfer on how many clubs he carries? Yeah. Because they're all for something different. They all are. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, you know, and that's the thing. Like, honestly, like the, the past three, four times I've gone out over the past couple of weeks, I have two chatters tied on, on the two different rods. Yep. Two different colors because... I asked a, a good buddy, the guy that makes our chatters and our jigs. Yep. I went out the other day and I'm like, dude, I'm not catching anything. I got to put some points on the board. What are we, what are we talking? What are we doing? He goes, the bluegill just spawned. They're sitting outside the lilies. Yeah. Throw an, throw an action bait out there. Swim bait, chatter bait, whatever. All right. And he goes, if you miss one, throw another color out there right after. Yeah. And I can tell you that boom. 
Interesting you say that. Yeah, interesting you say that. So with uh, a, a year ago this time, I was using three combos. I had um, two of them were spooled with braid. I had my finesse combo that spooled with 20-pound braid. And then my – or actually, no, I take that back. At that time, it was it was spooled with fluoro. And then I had yep. uh, with – what was it? I think I had 14-pound fluoro on one of my bait casting combos with like a six-speed reel. And then another six-speed reel I kept with uh, with braid. Uh, and that was for essentially for top water that well, I would throw whatever I had that was top water on there on on that combo. So I still have yep. that one for 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 uh, top water. I still have um, that other fluoro spooled six speed reel that has changed. I've gone down a little bit in line. Uh, and and now what I'm using uh, now what I'm using that for more is like moving baits, anything that I'm swimming, anything that I'm. Uh, like I'm not throwing any Texas rigs on it. I'm not throwing any jigs, um, yeah. anything like that. I'll throw you know mainly mainly chatter baits, underspins, crank baits, uh, stuff like that. Although I actually throw a lot of crank baits on my spinning combo too. And then my spinning combo is sort of like the more weightless uh, presentation, drop shots, things like that for the most part, or really light top waters, like really light poppers. And last yeah. year I saw. I forget who it was, but it was a YouTube video. There was a tip that was in there and they were, you know, if you're fishing, let's say you're throwing a spinnerbait or let's say you're throwing, you know, uh, a soft plastic or something and you have a missed strike. You miss a fish there. If you yep. pop a jig in that same spot as a follow-up, it's a different presentation. And if they're already looking around for something that was there, you can pick up that bite. So I decided I'm going to buy a combo and dedicate it to a jig. And that's yeah. what that's just what's going to stay on there. And it basically only ever cut a jig off when I want to downsize. Like for bed fishing, I would put a, a Texas rig on, and uh, yeah. you know, throw a creature bait or something, something along those lines. But yeah, I think that's really, really important. Um, you know, to to have an alternative to to go ahead and throw, and especially when you're on the boat, when you've got the ability to store the rods right there, just grab it, grab a different presentation, and let it go one. instead of taking the time to like tie on and and waste the opportunity that you could have. And if you're going to yeah. do any kind of tournaments at all, time is money, literally. I I can't tell you how many times I've seen Mike Canelli do that. Yep. And he's he's one of my favorites to watch. Like he's he you know. Oh, I missed that one. Throw throw the rod in the back of the boat and grab another one. You yep. Know? And then you just you know that you're ready to go. And then you're not also you're not messing around with like oh I change oh well this 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 weights a di- this lures a different weight so now I have to tweak my brakes accordingly. Yeah. You're just yeah. you, you know what's tied on there. It's dialed in for it. You just grab it and go. And and it makes sense. Yeah. You know, folks that don't fish are never gonna uh, understand no, that. They're gonna be like, well, you that, need and, one and one rod, a hook, and a worm. Come on. That's why I tell them, you know, a golfer look at how a golfer walks around. You know, he has multiple clubs in his yeah. in his bag. They're all for a certain reason. No, you're hundred percent right on that. Uh, let's talk about. Oh, actually, let's get let's get to it. I so tell me the story about your personal like the catch that you're most proud of, and the the like biggest epic fail that's happened to you out on the water. So the most proud of actually just happened a couple weeks ago. That's awesome. Uh, it was I was out with my nephew. We were in a new boat, and we we hadn't caught anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a few pickerel in the morning, which are extremely common. I went on a live feed for stretching lines out on the water. Yep. And we come up to this down tree in between two beaches that like homeowners have made. And there's branches and, you know, all this stuff. So I, I pop, I, I flip my chatterbait into there. I pop it a couple times. And then all of a sudden it, it got hit like a jackhammer. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I'm reeling this thing in. 
I get it. I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, this is the biggest fish I've ever caught, yeah. especially out of the pond. So a little bit of a backstory on the pond. The pond was actually drained three or four years ago because they were replacing a dam. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. So they had some streams running through, but they were very, very small. Yeah. So so this, this pond, everybody says, oh, you're not going to catch anything in here. You're not going to catch anything in here. That's a lie. Yeah. Um, so I hooked into this thing. 19 and three quarters inch long. I didn't weigh it. That's a good size fish. It is. It yeah. was especially for, for the area and, and whatnot. Um, and it was on our chatterbait with one of the, um, a soft plastic I make. It's another one of those molds that I don't sell. It's actually, it's a gotcha. D bomb. So I, I have one D bomb mold. Yep. Um, and what I did was it was a green pumpkin with black flake and I cut the two appendages off and I turn it sideways on my, on my chatter base. So yep. it's, it looks like a swim bait yeah. versus laying flat like a creature. Yeah. So the, the two fins, they, when they're in the water, they, they look like, they kicking. look like actual fins. That's awesome. Yeah. So I caught that. I'm like, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, all right, I'm like, you got, you got your phone on you. And I'm on a live feed on, 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 um, stretching lines. Yep. So first off, before anything, my live feed is killed because my phone overheats oh, on the water. Oh, I hate that. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So my nephew grabs his phone. I put it on the bump board. He's like, I didn't get a picture of it before I grabbed it up. And I said, just take a picture of me because I wanted to get her back in the water. For sure. She was, she was you know, ready to pop almost. Yep. And I took a picture of it, put her back in the water, and just like went on. And I'm just like, we pulled the boat up to the beach, and I, you know, I sat there for a second. I'm like, listen, I said, hey, this in- was. <laughs> I need a breather. Yeah, I'm gonna like, need you a want minute me to here. Set up another pull for you. He's like, yeah, yeah, can you? <laughs> so that was that was a, uh, that was awesome. Um, and I've been fishing that pond. That that's the only pond I ever fished with the boat because yeah, right next. It's honestly like the house. There's a, a boat, a, a road to go to the boat launch, and then there's a pond. Yeah. You know, so I could pretty much cast from the back deck into the pond. Um, which reminds me. Yep. July fourth, we are throwing a, a red, white, and cast barbecue thing. It's going to be. I'm hoping to get enough people to do a small tournament in the morning, do barbecue and fireworks at night. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's about an hour and fifteen minutes from here, but it's well worth it. There's camping around. There's camping. We can set up camps there. So if interested, just let us know. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. It, it's it's a good time. It's a great pond. I mean, we have kayaks and canoes down there. We have the boat will be back down there and and whatnot. But to the other half of the question, it was it was like what's like the most disappointing? Yeah, the biggest like epic fail where you're just like you heard the wah 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 in the background in the back of your head. I That's mean, a tough one. I every, mean, every fisherman, every fisherman has probably too long a of a list. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Picking like the most like boneheaded maneuver is it, it, it's difficult. And that's part of the reason why I asked the question, because it makes everybody go like, God, well, what do I picked? You know, what, yeah. what is it? some people for some people, it's it's something that ended up with them getting hooked for other people. It's like just straight losing a fish. I've um, never been hooked, thankfully. Oh, you're missing out. Uh, <laughs> I haven't I'm been hooked since I was a probably, kid. I'd probably just end up pushing it all the way through, cutting it and taking it out myself kind yeah. of deal. Yep. Um, man. 
Uh, actually, no, I've been hooked in the back when I was a kid. Yeah, I was a kid the last time I got hooked. Yeah. But uh, I'm hoping to not, not make it a repeat okay. defense. So I, I have it, and it's actually from when I was a kid. Okay. Um, it, it was it – was, I can't remember clear as day. So I think my dad had given me a pull – it was one of the one of the old casting, you know, the big. Uh, I can't remember the name of them. The kids usually use them, like the spin cast style reel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It was one of those. We were out fishing, so where we were fishing was um, it was the river, San Lucie River, which basically you have the inlet or inland. Yep. And you have an island, and then it was in between. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so we were out there off of like a jetty or something. I can't remember what we were using for bait. Maybe it was shrimp or something like that. I was on one side of, of the road. They were on the other side. And I remember it was something fairly decent sized. Can't remember exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe a red maybe a redfish or something like that. My pole stops working. Yeah. Oh. So me yep. being however old I was, maybe six, seven you know, somewhere out there started walking my pole back to the road. I grabbed the line, walk all the way back to the shore, grab my pole, or the line, walk all the way back and forth. Oh my God. I got it almost to the shore and it, it jumped off. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, yep. that's rough. So the guys from from Hookset Hoodlums are coming up to up to Mass to uh, go to Old Glory Outdoors in the next couple of weeks, and we're gonna make a plan to go and fish. And I told him I was like, I think I'm gonna bring you over to that spot where uh, where I I lost that. Well, I didn't lose that smallie. I just couldn't couldn't place him in the in the in the, in the, the tournament. And I said, but I will 100 percent have the bump board just in case because the tournament will still be going. But oh, damn, yeah. oh. Yeah. I gotta get I, I I gotta get my mass license. I, there's so much I want to do up there, like yeah. you know, and it's right over the line, um, you know, and it, it's actually gonna be it'd be easier for me to fish Massachusetts than Connecticut because there's not really. I go down the uh, the locks a few times, you know, here and there. Yep. We we fished the locks a couple times. We fished Connecticut River right there at the locks a couple times. Never got anything out of there. I want to go up to. Uh, Chicopee over where off of what is it 391? Yeah, 295. 391. Is that the one that crosses. Yeah. Yep. Right there, we're at the factory. Oh yeah. I hear. I hear it's a really good spot over there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Guess where I, I was gotta, when I lost that that uh, smallie. Yeah. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, there, there's. I, I hear and I see a lot of people over there because I'm on fish brain too. Yep. You know, I do the same thing. Like I'll look and see. You know, all right. Where where are these people like? Yeah, I want to get up there and fish because there's so many places I want to go. It's I, it, I want to go to Quabbin. Yeah, Quabbin's fantastic. I was just talking with somebody on Fishbrain last night about about Quabbin. That uh, what was it? Uh, not my my last guest. Uh, my guest previous uh, fishing with Becca. She's talking about doing a trip up to Quabbin. But I, I told him I was like, you might want to let her know to make sure that the launch is open and, and you know, that, that the facilities yeah. are all there. Mass is still in a really, really funny situation, but it's funny you mentioned like getting interstate licenses. Cause I got to get a Connecticut license as well. I actually, uh, before this COVID thing happened, I had, there's a, a campground that I do. I host trivia and music bingo for, and, um, where is it? Not, I know old Saybrook is Stafford Springs. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a great, great little spot. Um, they're a great crowd, but there are a couple of bodies of water that are nearby on the drive over. And I'm like, yep. man, these are great. I should fish over here. And you go definitely a little bit further license. east. Yeah. You go a little bit further east, you hit Mash, uh, mash Pog. Oh, yeah. Is that over uh, by 84, like that, uh, that direction? Or, yeah, or further yeah, east from that? Over in Union, yeah. Oh, yep. okay. okay. Crystal Lake's right there. Uh, there's... Crystal Lake's tough. Crystal Lake's deep. Yeah. Well, um, and of... Jason Voorhees, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the only reason why I don't fish Crystal Lake. Yeah. It's, I've actually, we did really good there. There's a dam that, that comes into a stream. Yep. And we go over there, and you can actually wade out. It's about knee high. You wade out a little bit, and you can get right up. Like, you get wade out enough that you're right in front of the reeds. So you just right out in front of the reeds and you just right back towards you and they come right out of the reeds. Oh, I bet you they do. That's a that's a good oh, yeah. idea. That's one thing I've noticed. Like the more I fish, the more I guess like uh I'll push the envelope as far as putting myself in a good position. You know, like I'll yeah. you know, it's like I, I I'll do things that a year ago or two years ago I People never would have considered. It. Yeah, I yeah. never would have considered, you, you know, like you oh, cast yeah. out versus sideways to the bank. It's like oh, you yeah. know, Argument goes back and forth with why? Why are you on a boat casting towards the shore? Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. It's- oh, I- absolutely. Although I'll tell you what, first time being on a legit bass boat, man, I felt like I was in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> you know what oh, I, I can mean? imagine? Holy cow. It did nothing good for the ongoing argument of why we need a bass boat in this family. Dude, <laughs> I-, I can tell you right now. Yeah. I, I follow and I'm part of um, what's called Tiny Boat Nation. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar. Um, yeah, and some of the stuff that those guys are doing, unbelievable. Yeah, I you agree. Know, they buy $300, $400 aluminum boats, 14-foot, 16-foot, whatever. Yep. And that thing, and that, that guy will outfish anybody in a $60,000 batch boat. Oh, hands down. I mean, it's a lot It's a lot of of uh, work on his end. There's a lot of fabrication yep. that has to go on. But that boat's set up how you want it. Yes, that's exactly it. That is 100% it. I- he does. He does custom huge. jobs. So if you've got the boat, you can actually yeah. hire him to see that. Might there's be a few the... guys around that do that. There's yeah. actually um, New Jersey. I think there's a guy that does it. There's another guy down in Alabama. I know that's doing it. Yep. And and they're starting to pop up everywhere because everybody's yeah. like, oh, these things are great. And it's you like know? you make a, a relatively small investment. You're going to customize it anyway with other stuff, yeah. no matter what it is. So if yeah. you have that small boat, that small – and the nice thing is about a – like like a, a, a 14 or a 16-foot, even a 17-foot boat, you can still put that in, in pretty – you know, pretty much any anywhere. Pretty much. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. It's it's just I don't know I just think it's the way to go. Andrea did not help when she mentioned she's like oh if you want to fish big water you got to get a boat. I mean kayaks are yeah. great and I'm in the I'm in the uh, I'm in the in the in the camp right now where I'm like you know there's a lot of bodies of water right now that if I had a kayak I could just get the most out of and they're yeah. not they're not big enough some of these to go and 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 drop a boat in per se but you know putting a kayak in there would definitely unlock it a little bit more and uh, and keep things a little bit more interesting so I get yeah. that but yeah I, I definitely see what you're saying like that might might be it's, the way to go you know customize a boat have it for a lifetime versus yep. you know oh i'm gonna start with this boat and then then whatnot who knows when but, you're when you're ready you let me know and we'll, we'll you you find a boat and we'll we'll get a project going yeah i'm down i'm definitely down yeah I, I that's that's my other thing is, is i'm um 
I, I'm I'm very mechanical with a lot of things. Yeah. And uh, somebody's delivering something. Nice. <laughs> uh, and uh, and when I was a mechanic before I became a firefighter, I was a machinist back yep. in the day. I was a propane technician, so I'm a very hands-on guy. And yeah. Like I said, I I I have a little ten. It's got to be a sea craft or starcraft or something. Yep. A ten footer that that I have right now with a front-mounted trolling motor on it. Yep. Um, you know, it's perfect. It's perfect for two people to be on. Yeah. Um, would I go fish like Candlewood? Yeah, like be out in the middle of Candlewood? Probably yeah, not. Probably you know, not. Yeah. We 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 found that out this weekend when we would fish Patchog down near her parents' house. The wind kicked up, and we had probably. Maybe a foot and a half to a foot swells that were coming in after the wind picked up. No kidding. And it was throwing us all around. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's nice for small places. I can get that thing in streams and, and you know, small gullies and shallow places that you can't get a bass boat. In. Yeah, that's exactly you it. Know? You know, you got to... So- you got to put, you know, I've seen some of the, like what the, what the, the guys that, uh, what is it? Uh, SB fishing. And, uh, they basically all the guys that with, from the podcast, the bite, they do a lot of those small boat, like tournaments yeah. and things like that, where they just have a John boat, like a 12 foot John boat and they've modified it. And you're like, really in a lot of ways, that's kind of like what you need for those smaller bodies of water, you know, a hundred percent. I see it becoming a big thing. Like, you know, how, how. How KBF just started and yep. the Bassmaster Kayak Series. Yes, you know, I see that in the future for small boat. Like if you had a small boat regulated, like electric motor, front back kind of deal, yep. or a small, you know, a small five horse power motor or something like that. You know, a certain footage boat. Eventually, yeah. I, I honestly think that so, at some point it will be, and you'll get a lot of people that are going to be, you know, into that because. A, it's cheaper. Yep. You know, the the um, the CPR format is becoming a lot, you know, bigger than, than the actual, you know, five catch live well limit. Oh, 100%. Whatever. Yep. You know, so you're going to see that that progress, I think, eventually um, to have those small boats. Or John, you know, even just playing out John boat, aluminum boat tournaments. Yeah. You know. That's sort of it, what's in the works. I, I'm throwing around the idea of doing a, a jigs and bigs meetup and tournament event, like taking a decent body of water. I have one in mind, and I just want to do it as like basically like a meetup. Have like friends of the show that are you know uh, crafters and creators that do their that have their products there on hand, so so they can you know sell their stuff and and you know basically just like a big gathering, and then run like a day long tournament, a bank fishing tournament. You know, have some yeah. people do some stuff and i think i think it could be a lot of fun maybe even align it with a charity i would be a hundred percent down for doing something oh, like that'd that be awesome. to get some people like out there because i'm like that's i'm an event guy it's what i do this whole covid yeah. thing is it's killing me it's just <laughs> it is killing me but uh you know, we'll get it together i think i love it man Damien, this is really, really great, dude. Uh, we're, I'm going to edit this 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 down. We This is a great conversation. I don't think I'm going to be cutting much out of it at all. <laughs> this is really great. Why don't you go ahead and uh, let the listeners know where they can find out more about you, where they can find out more about Stretching Lines. Uh, if you have anything specific you want to promote, here's your opportunity. Go for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we have, um, first and foremost, uh, stretchinglines.com. You can go on there. Like I said, I try to update as much as I possibly can. Yep. Um, you know, people search over it. 
we have multiple people that ask for pro staff. We have pro staff positions open. Um, just understand pro staff is not professional staff. It's promotional staff. Yeah. The big thing a lot of people forget. Um, we're on Instagram. Our Instagram is, let me pull it up here because I can never remember it. Stretching underscore lines underscore anglers underscore gear because we couldn't get it the other way. So yeah. we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, I believe we have a Twitter account floating around somewhere. You can message us at stretchinglines.com or I'm sorry, stretchinglines at uh, gmail.com. You can also hit up my my uh, fishing page, which is big underscore D underscore the underscore angler. If you have any questions or anything like that, just uh, we push Slay Nation quite a bit. I, I talk with Frankie all the time. Yep. If you want to get in a small kayak John boat fishing tournament, that's the one to do it. Massachusetts has one. Um, Connecticut has one, New Hampshire, Maine, New York, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. I think we got, I think they're up to like 24 states, um, 24 states. And, and there's two Canada ones as well. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah. They, Florida, Texas, um, down the East coast. It's everywhere. California. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. You can get us a, on any of those. Do you have any custom stuff you want done questions just send us a message we'll get stuff done um the covid thing has put a, a, a damper on a lot of stuff um so custom orders are taking a little longer than usual sure plus supply companies have been kind of hit or miss with certain things um because everybody started spending money when this thing happened so yeah everybody's been running out of stuff oh it's true um yeah other than that i mean i'm excited i'm gonna go hit up um Hooks at Hoodlums here this week. I was talking to them the other day. Those guys are great. Yeah. They are yeah. really, really, really great. Like, and they're not too far from me, so. No, not at all, yeah. Yeah, they're down in Middletown, I guess. So I'm going to hook up with them, hopefully. Yeah, other than that, I mean, send us, send us questions. Do you have anything? I'm always answering my phone. My phone's always on me. Sounds good, so. man. All right. Well, Damien, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you being on. Uh, this episode will be, it'll drop on, on Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Okay. This episode will be on. So thank you so much, dude. I appreciate you coming on and, and, and sharing your story and talking about your company. I think it's really great. Have a good one. You as well. All right. Be take, safe. Awesome, man. Take care and tight lines. Thanks. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for giving that a listen. I told you it was a good conversation and it was one of these conversations actually with Damien that I had I lost totally lost track of time. I actually had to meet up with uh with with V Smuda to do some fishing and we just got completely carried away. So, it was a great great conversation. Like I said, I'm going to be fishing with him very soon and uh he'll be involved with the show more and more often. I really really like what he's got going on. Uh he makes some really really great products and and like he said, there's varying levels of where people are in this industry, that underground scene of bait makers and uh, and also of, of of anglers and and just that community is really fantastic. Like that's the one thing I will say about uh, about the fishing as an activity is the the community around it is is huge and there's a place for everybody. That's what I love about it. There's no wrong way to do stuff. If it works for you and you're happy doing it, do it. Damn it, 
Absolutely. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. You guys are absolutely awesome. I will have updates on the uh, on the podcast, or I'm sorry, not the podcast on the on the website very soon. I'm working on getting something together, real simple, just to kind of put uh, all our stuff in one place and uh, something that you guys can share. Again, uh, the merch is available. If you check the information, the link in the uh, that I'll provide in the in the additional info in the podcast notes, you can get your 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 merch right there. Your jigs and bigs merch. We do have again other. Uh, performance gear coming soon uh you know just kind of get you know some designs laid out and find a company that uh, that i that i want to work with that i trust that's affordable and also uh i have to you know i'm gonna have some hats coming down the uh, down the pipe soon we'll get there oh oh and there's my fish donkey app we have a new leader i want to add this in here last minute here one change in sunfish this alert just came through. That's why I leave my my ringer on so you guys can hear that. Uh, nope, that's pickerel. Where is the sunfish? Here we go. New sunfish. Oh, look at that. Sean the Fisherman just stole first place with an eight and three quarter inch sunfish. Let's take a look. Look at that bluegill. Oh, that's a monster. It is an eight inch minimum. So it's pretty interesting when all, all this kind of comes together. And you guys, you know, here at the outro, you're getting that late breaking news. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening and tuning in, sharing all of this stuff. By the way, want to give a quick mention to everybody, all the new follows over at the Instagram. It feels like I had just kind of made a big announcement about, hey, we just reached 500, but we're getting close to a thousand right now for, for followers over there. So I want to say thank you very much, not only to everybody who's followed that is amazing but everybody who shared and reached out and and tagged their friends that should be listening to the show and getting involved uh in the comments for some of these posts thank you so much i, I, I that that's it's that kind of community that uh that really blows my mind and really has has kind of made me uh Sort of understand what uh, what what this is what the the real scheme of things is here. Uh, that it is. It's all about family, guys. Have a good one. Tight lines, everybody. Go out there and catch some fish and uh, be safe and enjoy. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>